Hello and welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm excited, as I'm often accused of being, to be with my guest today, Miss Lisa Krasuski. How are you, Lisa? I'm doing great, Tyler. Thank you so much for coming on the show. You and I, uh, we got uh, introduced through, through a mutual friend, which is, the, which is the Calgary way. I love it here. Miss Tina Mathis, who's also someone I've had, I've had on my other show on, on collisions. And I remember when she talked to me, she says, you know what, Tyler, you know who you need to meet? You need to meet Lisa. She's doing this amazing thing. She's opened this health clinic. She kind of pivoted from what was maybe, I'm going to call it a traditional Calgary, you know, work life kind of set up to opening this new health clinic. So let's talk about Eon Health for a minute. And then we're going to pivot into kind of how you got there, the story behind it, and some of the cool things you offer. So for everyone, anyone who hasn't heard of you guys, give us your little spiel. What's Eon Health all about? Well, put really simply, um, so Eon Future Health is a health optimization and longevity facility. And we're based here in Calgary. And we are on a mission to measurably reverse your biological clock so that people can look good, feel good, perform at their best. So this is an age that like, I think everybody just perked up and kind of turned up the volume a little bit. When you, you know, measurably reduce your biological clock, AKA we're gonna keep, we're gonna like fountain of youth, we're gonna fight aging every step of the way, tooth and fight it tooth and nail. Is that, is that a safe way to interpret that? <laughs> it's a great start for sure. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Absolutely, because we're also used to, so we're used to anti-aging, like hearing about anti-aging, and we equate that to all the physical, external things you can do to to look better, and I mean, aging happens from the inside out, and it affects, it affects your performance, um, it affects your health, and of course, the length of time that you're around, so we're really focusing on keeping you healthy on the inside, so things like health span. I mean, it's, it's, all, it's great to live a really long life, but you want to be as healthy as possible while you're doing it. Absolutely. And, and as someone, I think you about. and I share highly active sports life, just wanting to go, go, go. Uh, that's nice. I want to reduce wrinkles, but I want to be able to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it. And to me, that is the fountain of youth or that's what I'm looking for. Yes, of course, I want to look good in the process, but I really appreciate the difference between the anti-aging world, which is a little bit, I would say probably fits more into the cosmetic category. And, we, you know, uh, as men and women, we're all very into like, you know, let's take care of ourselves and let's use the you know sunscreen protection and things like that, that maybe 20 years ago, certainly as a guy, wasn't as much on my radar. But I really appreciate the understanding of what goes on inside, that aging comes out, not in, necessarily. Um, so before we get into the things that you offer, and I've had the opportunity to come to your clinic, and, and, and sorry, is that even the right word? Is it a clinic? Yeah, like a clinic, facility. Okay. Yeah. Want to get because words do matter. I mean, you hear a clinic, or you hear, you know, is it a studio? Is it a spa? But it's definitely more leaning into the medical side, which is something I really liked about it, and the measurable side, which we'll unpack a bit. But this was not your chosen path. Is that is that safe to is that safe to say that? Am I being bold to throw that out there like that? No, you're you're spot on because <laughs> I'm I'm a fledgling entrepreneur. Um, it's really just been since 2018 that I took this like wild leap into. The, the health space, the entrepreneurial space. So yeah, I was on a really, um, I guess for Calgary, kind of a traditional path working in the energy industry. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I've got, you know, Husky, Synovus. Yeah, you don't need to, you, know, you look at your LinkedIn, it's, it, you know, if, I, if you were looking for a job and I was being, a, you know, a researcher and going check out your LinkedIn, I'm like, yeah, makes sense, makes sense. And all of a sudden, March 2019, things took a turn in a very different direction. So in, what was the impetus for that? Was it just a job change or was it something that uh, entrepreneurs typically don't do it just out of necessity? There was probably some deep passions in there. What brought you into this? What brought you from that world into this other, into this world you're in now? Oh my gosh, Tyler! I'm gonna have to. I'll probably have to give you the long version. Okay. Well, you know like what? We've got the time. We've got people are. Inter I'm interested. That's the main thing. And my audience typically loves to hear the real story. So please don't hold back. Let's do it. Okay. Um, okay. So there's. I would say there was two key things in my life. Like one was obviously my professional career, which was in projects, which was in operational excellence. So very business focused. I ended up in strategic planning at the end. So. That, that, I guess, gave me some confidence around the, the business side of the decisions I was how making. How to actually execute, how to execute on an idea. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. But really, it was my own personal health journey and okay. search for performance optimi optimization that kind of gave me that extra push over the edge. 
Um, so like, what you have to know about me is I, I was a really active outdoorsy kid, but I was living with a serious case of asthma from kind of like day one. Okay. Uh, I was in the hospital every two weeks as a kid. You know, that was that kid that had to sit outside of um, gym class because, oh, you're going to get an asthma attack if you run too hard. Oh, which so is that when you're growing up, that's a crazy identity to be like, I, I don't want to say it negatively, but like to be that kid. Like I immediately think about that kid that couldn't participate in gym class that had to sit aside. And in the world of kids, that could be unkind as well because you're always the odd man out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Like in hindsight, I think that followed me into even as I got better and it was better through a lot of conventional drugs, to be honest, mm-hmm. uh, even as I got better and I, I, I actually really immersed myself in outdoor sports. So a lot of skiing, backcountry skiing, mountain biking, mountain climbing. And I probably went a lot more aggressively into that than your average person. But in the circle of friends that I was in who was doing it, I was always the weakest link still. I, I was still dealing with these lungs that, you know, didn't quite keep up with everyone else and, you know, didn't maybe have some of the background because of, because of my health history getting mm-hmm. into it. So it sticks with you, right? If you have a chronic illness, it sticks with you through life. And I, I definitely relate and feel for people that are constantly having to deal with that. So for me, it was like, how do I get an edge, right? I'm starting from the back of the class. How do I get an edge on this? And so like through my 20s, that edge was really about training hard and finding better drugs, right? Better asthma controlling drugs. And the problem with that was when I hit my 30s, all the things that you can get away with in your 20s seemed to have caught up with me. And... Not only that, I had, I think I, this is my personal belief, but the side effects of taking, you know, steroids and things like that to right. control asthma hit me as well. So one day in, in my 30s, early 30s, I woke up with a migraine. Didn't know it was a migraine at the time. I just thought, oh, this is a bad headache. And it didn't go away for three years. And that like, Oh my really God. That's, I've yeah. had like three migraines in my whole life that lasted like a day. And it was anyways, I hugely empathize with anybody who deals with that. I've had a little snapshot of it and it was terrible and I have no idea what caused it. And I just hope it never, it hasn't been back for years, but it didn't go away for three years. So I just felt the full weight of you saying that. <laughs> oh no, I appreciate that. And, and there is something about head pain that is not like a lot of other types of pain out there. Cause it, I mean, it's affecting your cog- cognition, your mood, how you live your life. And uh, so, yeah, it was, it was a rough time. And I went, I did what I usually do, went to my doctor. Um, you know, Which I think is what a, like, a, like, a, like a, what a lot of us do. You know, like that's that we're almost ingrained or trained or conditioned that that is the path. And I love that our world is moving to a little bit more of self-responsibility and kind of like, well, no, I'm going to take some ownership over my health. But that's not how... I think any, most of us were raised in kind of your traditional North American doctor knows best mindset. I'm not criticizing that world, but it is, it does have its limits to, it sounds like the, what you, exactly what you experienced. Absolutely. And I mean, it's, I thought it was great up until then because acute care, um, in the conventional system is top notch. I mean, if you get in a car accident, if you, you know, have an anaphylactic reaction, they, what we can do with modern medicine is truly phenomenal. It is. So when I went in with this, oh, I've got, you know, can you cure me? It was the mindset I went in, just turn it off to make the, yeah, the headache stop. Like, please, like, fix me. I take my car in, something's not working, they fix it, and I bring it out, and it's working better. I want that. I want that experience. That's exactly what I wanted. <laughs> but it just wasn't, it didn't happen, right? And so I thought, okay, well, I'll join a private health clinic because they'll have better access to things. Still no luck, you know, got the MRIs done, waited 12 months to get into the pain clinic. Um, you know, so this is why things take so long to get, get fixed, because you really are running yourself through the system. Um, and ultimately, I, you know, I got diagnosed with chronic migraine. Don't really know why <laughs> not, it Not happened. to be a smart ass, but months. you're like, yes, I was aware I have a chronic migraine. Thanks for the <laughs> diagnosis. Sorry, I don't want to minimize the professionals in that world. But sounds like someone, it sounds like you could have self-diagnosed. And during this whole period, are you able to be physically active like you were? Or does that, did that kind of stop you in your tracks? I powered through everything. 
So, how, so how, how am I not surprised, Lisa? I don't know you yeah. well, but I know you well enough to think that that was probably going to be your answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just going to so train sad. harder. <laughs> yeah. Train harder. That'll fix this. Um, but it's really sad because it, I'm not alone. Like a lot of people power through chronic pain or stress at work or whatever they power through. And there is always a consequence. And whether the consequence is your family life, because that's usually where you can, you know, be yourself a bit more and yourself isn't very happy when you're in chronic pain or like longer term health issues crop up. So it wasn't the best tactic, but it was the survival tactic I was used to was just push through it. Well, as an, as an athlete better. or someone who grew up in that, there is always the push harder. Like just that's part of, I think, part of the DNA. We can all be a little self, like, you know, self-abusive that way. But, the, you know, even in, even in the world of fitness, which we'll get into, just train harder often is, is a road to injury unto itself. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay, but so you're in, your, you're in your 30s. You, you've, you're working your way through the conventional system. You get to the end and say, you know what? You've got chronic migraines. You're like, okay, thanks for that. And what happens then? Is, is there any solution put forward or is it given like just like this is your life now? Yeah, it's very much about treatment. So what can we do to alleviate the symptoms? Right. And so my problem was that, you know, what, what they do to alleviate symptoms is drugs and Lots of them for migraines affect your cognitive function. And so I just couldn't afford to do that in the job I was in. I had to be really mentally sharp. So I thought, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to look for, <laughs> I'm going to have to find something. Like there has to be a way to deal with this. So at this point, you're contemplating like, I have to change my life. I have to change my career. Like this is, a, this is at this point, this is a life debilitating illness, for lack of a better thing to call it. Well, it is, it is, but then I, I just remained in denial. So even though it was, okay. you know, say two and a half years in, I just, I still couldn't believe that this was something I had because it happened out of the blue. So you think it's an, it, you, I was thinking of it as an injury. So once I get this injury fixed, I'll be fine. I love how you filter everything with the athlete mindset. No, it's just an injury. I'll just take it easy for a little bit and I'll take some, uh, some, uh, some anti-inflammatories and I'll be better. I'll be fine. I'll go, it will go away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, you've been there. You, you know what I'm oh, talking Oh, yes, Freq frequently. <laughs> so, I mean, I think part of it's coming to grips with um, there might be more going on here. This actually might be something that you're stuck with. And part of it for me was because I've been able to push through asthma, which, was, which is a chronic condition, I, I, I was in that mindset that, well, this is going to be the same thing. So, I mean, really, it was, it, it took a little bit of time. It, it almost took hitting rock bottom, I guess, and going, holy cow, I have no more coping tools to, that anyone's handing out or giving to me to realize, no, change your mindset, realize that this, this could be something you have to live with, and if it's something you have to live with forever, what are you going to do about it? And I took a bit a deep dive from there into um, a lot of a lot more research-based um, alternatives. So at l lucky for me, I found a naturopathic doctor who worked really well with a medical doctor um, who became my family doctor. Uh, so we could take more of like a functional medicine look at what's happening on the inside. What are your hormones right? Are your brain is your brain chemistry looking good? Or is your blood work good? Uh, and then I, I found people like Ben Greenfield, who's, if anyone knows him, uh, very much a biohacker, but focused on sports performance. So what tools can it's I get? If you haven't listened to his podcast and you want to go down, you want to geek out a little bit, I highly recommend it. Absolutely. <laughs> Me too. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then and, you know, people like Peter Atia, same thing, like very medical based, but huge performance, sports performance background. And so they, they had a lot of tools that I was starting to leverage to keep my sports performance going. And then the more, like, as you start down the rabbit hole into what exists out there that can help you outside of the norm, um, it's easy to go deep. And I think part of the reason it's easy to go deep is most people don't realize it takes 30 years for research to make it into... Sorry, sorry, medical research to make yep. it into the conventional system. So it takes 30 years to get to a textbook that your medical doctor is going to read and then be able to treat you with. So there's really well-researched technologies, um, nutrients, drugs 
um, that aren't quite there yet uh, in terms of conventional medicine, but have lots of good efficacy and, and studies behind it. And that's, that was part of the exciting thing that I found. And with our, the world of technology and the world of our access to information, is that part of what's also allowing us as individuals to get like 10 years or 15 years? Unless you knew somebody, you weren't, you weren't getting access to this information. You know, now you can, you know, go online, which has got its own risks of, you know, everyone has an opinion and just because it's on the internet, don't, you know, don't believe it to be true. But to your point about the rabbit hole, there are so many rabbit holes to go down and like, you know, gutting out to someone like Ben Greenfield where you can go, all right, well, I trust this individual and they're clearly doing the work. I'll go down the rabbit hole kind of almost with them. It's an interesting world because you can, it can get almost dangerous because there is a lot of stuff online that is not even anywhere close to medical or measurable to your, to your point about there's there's different categories that, that that type of alternative approaches to taking ownership of your own health can live in. And some of them are risky. Some of them you do have to be careful. <laughs> you have to be so careful. And I mean, this last year alone, right, proves how much we have to be careful about what shows up on the internet. It's yes. so much easier now to access information than even it was for me when I started. How many I years ago were you, was this for you when you started down this, like the, your personal journey that became your entrepreneurial journey? It would probably, the health side of things would have started about 10 years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Kind of just puts it into context. We don't want to, we don't, we don't, we don't like to talk about age on the show, so we just like to put it out there. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I know. I had to ask someone, someone like, what date was that? They're like, are you trying to pin down my age? I'm like, no, no, definitely not. No, I'm good. I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all, it's such a, fun, such a funny subject in our society. But anyway, that's another podcast for another day. <laughs> Absolutely. So you started to peel back some layers, started to take, not, not, not implying that you weren't taking your own ownership, but you'd gone down the medical road. It gave you, it got you to a place. And you're like, okay, I need to go deeper. I need to look at other, other, did you start to re, like, did you start to receive benefits from some of the new things you were learning and trying like right away? Did you get that tangible feedback of like, oh, hey, that's a little bit better or, whoa, I feel a little bit different. Like, was it fairly quick or was it a fairly long path before you started to see results and improvements in yourself? It was a longer path for me because I was finding things and then trying to find people that would help um, help me access uh, those either technologies or um, therapy techniques. So I think if I did it today, it would have gone a lot faster, uh, especially with something like Eon. But at the time, it was a longer journey. It was very much ab uh, about experimentation and what was going to work for me. The interesting thing that happened, though, and like I just, migraines, headaches, they're such a hard thing to fully, like I'm, I'm not cured today. It, it never happened, right? I still get them. Um, but, I mean, I do the Botox protocol for migraines. That was life-changing. And, and then I started to layer on more, right? So I, I thought, oh, I'm going to try ketogenic because that's supposed to help, you know, uh, ketones are great for your brain. It helps epilepsy. It, maybe it helps migraines. It didn't really work for me, but in the process, I found out, oh, hey, I've got tons of inflammation in my body. I, found, I discovered some of the things that I'm intolerant to, and lo and behold, uh, my asthma started going away. Interesting. So, so when you yeah. say intolerant, you're referring specifically to dietary? 100% dietary. So just because what keto does, and like I'm not a big like I personally couldn't stay on it forever, but I went really strict for a bit, and because it's so strict and it eliminates a lot of well eliminates all the car almost all the carbs that you. Which is when you get down that road where a lot of inflammatory foods live is in that carbohydrate category. You know, vegetables and things that are quote unquote healthy can also be very inflammatory depending on. And as someone who wrestles with autoimmune, I've gone down this rabbit hole as well. Absolutely. So you discover things that were probably making you sick all along, but you didn't know because you've done it your whole life. You, everyone lives with a certain amount of inflammation. And unless you can take it down and actually see the difference, sometimes you don't notice. So, I like when you, I like what you said about like, you know, keto, just talking about that as like, I'm going to be on this forever versus doing it as a protocol and doing it for an X period of time, almost like a treatment, which I think originally is where it kind of started to emerge of like, well, let's give it to the body for four or six or eight weeks and see what the response is. I think it's so easy to look at it as just another diet, but understanding, I think a little bit rooted where it came from of, of a bit of a prescriptive period of time. I, I just think things sometimes that the, the world of dieting gets thrown around so loosely versus actually being doing, doing personal experience experiments on yourself of like doing a start and a stop. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I love that you went there because these are all just tools, right? That we can use. 
and we have, we can gain so much more information about our ourselves um, through using them through doing tests. I mean, tests are great too because w while you might want to use keto for 12 weeks, to your point, you might be someone that doesn't whose body doesn't respond well to it, doesn't deal well with saturated fats, you know, has genetic predispositions to high cholesterol. And so it doesn't mean you can't ever try it, but it's not something you want to live on for the rest of your life. No, and it is this, I think, well, we could, we could go down this whole road of dietary, the, the, you know, I'm doing it, it works for me, so that's the answer and everyone should do it. And I think that's, sometimes we're looking for those magic, well, if it works for this person, but I love what you said, everybody is different and the, there's got to be a little bit of personal, like, I want to say responsibility, but self-awareness, like try it. But just because it worked for your buddy or your friend or you read it and I think it doesn't mean it's going to work for you as a foregone conclusion. And I, I think there, there's a lot of um, championing of diets because well, I tried it and I feel better. So now I'm going to tell everyone has to do it. It's the only way to do it. That's a very limiting perspective because just because it worked for you doesn't work, doesn't mean it works for the person sitting across the table from you. <laughs> Agreed. And we really, it's something that like I'm kind of pushing towards is that age of, of personalized medicine, and it and it takes. It's not just you know all about blood tests. It's about how our mindsets and how we start to treat um, you know what we do every day, what what exercise programs we're on, how we treat our family, how much stress or sleep you can tolerate. It's all. Well, it, it's fun to put them all into all into one big basket versus like diets over here and medicines over here and well my emotional state is this and my mood and how I act and you know, how much water I drink like it is all part of the package, <laughs> you know we all like you know the hip bones connected to the knee bone kind of that old song it's all connected together and like you said when, as you know your journey of starting to unpack one piece at a time. It, it isn't any one thing that probably was the answer for you. And it's it, like, it's accumulation, which I can see we'll get into kind of some of the technologies you've chose to put into the clinic. Cause it is a, you know, it is, it's a team. It's a, it's like a pick crew. It's a team sport. The guy that's changing the wheel isn't the guy that's cleaning the windshield. It's two different team members. <laughs> Absolutely. And I mean, that's really the crux of um, that. My health story, like the long story short is, you know, I, I worked through things like, like diet, made discoveries along the way, found, actually some, even quite recently, some key uh, molecules or uh, supplements that were huge, like completely life-changing for me. So, so ultimately, I'm off all my ma asthma medications. That's, um, oh, there's a, there's a, there's a, there is a happy ending to, that's a great end to the story. There's a happy that's ending, I'm off all of those. Um, and I still have the, the migraines that I'm, I deal with. Um, right. But, but is it less? Is it more? Is it more? Is it more manageable? I guess it's like. Do you have a different? Sounds like you have a different relationship with it when it was kind of controlling you. <laughs> absolutely, and I mean, you have to understand too. I went from one every single day or a continuous one. So when it got cut in half, I mean that was huge. So so people would go like, you're still having two two or three a week. Oh, but but it's not every day anymore. So that was exciting, you know. And now maybe it's once a week. Or I'll go three weeks without one and then have one. So it, it, for me, it's totally manageable. It's not perfect. Like that's, that's been the, and, and so I'm still searching. I'm not going to stop and, and stop. Well, all I love it. it. You're on the journey. And I like from, from a continuous one for three years to maybe a couple of weeks and then you get one, I get zero would, none would be better, but that's a huge improvement of, you know, and there's gotta be something empowering along the way of like, it's gotta be like, if you're making it better, there's that inspira inspiration to keep digging and keep trying things. And, you know, and your body is changing. Like our bodies aren't the same as they were five years ago either. So different things are going to affect us in different ways as our bodies kind of cycle through. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. Oh, very interesting. So through this, through that process, I'm assuming is when you started to stumble into, stumble, <laughs> del de deliberately find and dig into, I won't say it, it doesn't sound like accident. Uh, where did the inspiration of like, I need to bring this to other people or it was like, you know what, I just need to get these all in one place so I can get it easier for my own treatment. I should build a clinic. Like what was that next step? Because chasing things down to support yourself and I'm going to be an entrepreneur in this space, there's a big gap between those two things <laughs> or there can be. There is a huge gap. And I think it starts <laughs> with, um, so you become a pseudo expert, which is what happened to me. So I become this like pseudo expert in different things and I'm kind of like PubMed girl, like I, I like reading some of that stuff. Most people don't, right? So my friends thought- Just okay, tell me the answer. Just, just give, me the, give, me, give me this. I would like executive summaries, please, Lisa, for everything that you've read over the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So, so you start doling out advice and trying to help people and directing them to the right place. Um, mm -hmm. 
And I think, you know, that I, would, I felt happy doing that. I don't think that it would have translated into a business if the second part, which was my career journey, hadn't really gone where, where it did. So like, switching gears a bit, mm-hmm. I, I had, like, a, I would call a very interesting, uh, rewarding career in projects and business excellence in the energy industry. But I think like a lot of women, uh, there's a point where you're looking for the recognition, um, the end result of a lot of hard work. And for me, I hit a glass. I felt like I hit a bit of a glass ceiling oh, interesting. Okay. during that process um, or a barrier. And, and so at that point, it was, I have a choice. Do I keep pushing, work hard here, or maybe do something for myself? And, and so that's where so I, I, you know, it's funny because a lot of people have been through um, the changes in, in the energy sector and mm-hmm. I've been watching them and I just thought, okay, I'm going to, this is, this is the time for me. I'm going to quit this career and see what happens. So I actually quit my job without a plan. I just thought... For someone who is in uh, operational excellence and planning, that says a lot about where you were at to say, you know what, I don't have a plan, but I know this isn't it. I'm going to... That's a, good for you. That's that's no easy feat. Like, it's easy to just talk about it lightly, but I'm assuming there was lots of late nights and soul searching that went into that decision. Or did you just wake up one day and said, you know, I need to go make... I need to make a left turn here. No, there was... There was planning towards the decision. Just once it happened, I thought, I basically knew I'm going to have to do some exploring. I, I don't know. And I, I, I tell everybody who's making a career change now, you, need, you almost need to allow yourself three months. So if you get laid off or you, you do it on purpose, you have to almost give yourself three months to come out of the whatever mindset you were in. Because I, I, I found after that three months, I started to look at the world differently. And it probably took a full six months to have clarity and go, okay, these are really what my thoughts and opinions are about myself, about my career, about the world that isn't dated by years and years and years in a corporate environment. And so I I think- That's interesting, just the concept of giving yourself permission to go through that. And, you know, and allowing to like, I'm not going to be the same person three months from now once because the environment and beliefs, they have such an effect on each other. When you remove, completely change the environment, the beliefs can evolve and move around a lot more freely. That's interesting. I appreciate the three to six month journey and giving yourself permission to do that. Cause I think the tendency often is to just run to the next thing. <laughs> it, it, it's so much pressure to run to the next thing. Cause we, we need to feel employed. Like how much pressure. So much of our identity is wrapped up in that. Eh? Exactly. So being unemployed is hard for so many different reasons. Because it's scary. It's so scary. Like my identity and I worked with some, I have a lot of friends that used to work in career transition and they're like, if you take a senior leader, especially a CEO or a VP, VP level, and they get terminated, they would have offices set up with them with made it with business cards, like a phone number. They would have just because so much of their identity was wrapped up in everything that surrounded them in their world. And all of a sudden, like Tuesday, they're employed Wednesday, they're not. And the emotional experience that they would have as individuals, they, so they tried to kind of almost fake it and go, no, 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 come in and come into the career transition firm and sit at the desk and here's your new business card that's just for you. And it was amazing the links they went to to help allow the psychological aspect of like, boom, like who are you now that you're not that thing anymore? And that's you know, that, there, that, another episode where I'm putting, sending some bookmarks of other episodes we're going to do in the future. But that's cool for you, three to six months. And yeah, no, I appreciate you really saying that and being honest about it. Yeah, I think it's highly underestimated, which is why I like to put it out there. And um, I mean, I've been surrounded by entrepreneurs. My husband's an entrepreneur. Um, I know a lot of business owners. And I actually met my current business partners through my husband because he'd been, he'd, he'd gone to an executive coaching, uh, I guess, facility and met, met a, a fellow named Craig. And they always, they always went on about how they wanted to do, they should do a business together. And so I feel like I, I probably pulled a little bit of the bait and switch and Craig <laughs> ended up with me as a business partner. But uh, we happened to be talking one day and he said, you know, Lisa, I have a death anxiety. Well, things that you don't know about people. And, he, and yeah. Like, yeah, so I've done a lot of research. And he's like, for me, I decided the thing about a death anxiety is there's more people out there that want to live forever than just me. So I'm going to go look at what the, what do the billionaires do 
to make sure they are going to live forever. Yeah, <laughs> unlimited resource and access to unlimited funds. What what could you do? <laughs> exactly. So he look, he's looking up Jeff Bezos and Tony Robbins and all these people. And interestingly, it led him to a lot of the same technologies and tools that I had found looking at health optimization. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But, you know, when you think about it, it isn't surprising because what makes you healthier is probably going to prolong your life as well. There, there, there would be, yes, yeah, so to, 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 draw, to draw a causality and a conclusion, I would say yes. And back to your point, like, even if I'm going to live to X amount of time, I want to do that with the most quality and vigor and, you know, choice, options. Like, what, what, does, what does lack of health create? It creates lack of options in your life. And I want to do whatever I want to do when I want to do it, selfishly speaking. That's exactly it. So, so we waited patiently for about five minutes for someone to bring all this to Calgary so that we could access the, you know, all the tools that we had been reading about and uh, then decided, okay, it's not really happening, so let's do it. I love it. We waited a whole, like we waited a whole five minutes. Well, then that, now you're in the classic entrepreneur. Like I see the need. I pr- personally invested in, I'm passionate about it. I just, you know, more people need to know about this. So, okay, look around. Nobody's doing it. Let's, let's, let's do it. Did you, um, is this modeled against other, I'm assuming that similar clinics to yours, again, probably maybe a different formula, uh, not common in Calgary, but are these common in other parts of the world? I get into Southern California. I'm in the Valley. I'm like over, cause I know, again, we'll talk about this, but in Europe, there's a lot of technologies that have been there forever that seem kind of new and, woo- and foo-foo in America or North America, but yet have been around for 20, 30, 40 years when you go to different parts of the world. <laughs> they absolutely exist in different formats all over the place. Pulling mm-hmm. it together into uh, one cohesive offering is super unique to Cam- for Canada. I, we don't Very see cool. that anywhere else. So not just Calgary, but Canada, Canada-wide, like, you know, I immediately think Toronto, Vancouver, you're going to find more of this, but Calgary, definitely, I know a lot of the, the personal health clinics, some of the people that run those, but that's very different. It still kind of fits more into the traditional medicine and sometimes the anti-aging category, depending on which, which facility you're talking about. Agreed. Yeah. And I mean, you, d- you definitely see more in the U.S. There's some, we, I, 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 we went down and had a look at some semi-analogous businesses. Okay. Um, but not so much here in Canada. Yeah. So the opportunities, you guys got excited and built your business plan and you know, you already, you'd already done some of the research. So, so curious, let's get into the nuts and bolts. That's a, uh, thank you for sharing your story. And thank you for your honesty about some of the challenges you encountered, even, even being a female and some of that glass ceiling effect that you, that you were having. Um, what were, so when you started to assemble the types of offerings you were going to have at the clinic, like what was on your list? Like, did you have a wish list of like, we must have this, this, and this right out of the gate? That's a great question. Yeah, I mean, I think what we thought through was, you know, there's different, there's key aspects to health. So there's always that basis that like of of fitness and activity and movement. Uh, There's things like stress and sleep that are also critical and affect you. And then there's a whole optimization um, element. And so I think looking at the, the health system that we wanted to support is, is really where the technologies came in. So, okay, so activity and movement, sleep, stress, anxiety, and then optimization. Kind of like three, the, optimization, that, are those your three, are those your three, pillar, three pillars? Yeah, uh, longevity as well. Uh, okay, optimization yeah. through longevity. Okay, so you started off with these are kind of the three legs of our stool, and then what elements can we plug into each one of those to be able to, to kind of give our, our customers or our clients the best, the best experience and the best results? That's right. So activity and movement, and I've had the opportunity to enjoy some of that. So do you want to just kind of go through that? I love that you have their three pillars, and then you just basically kind of backfilled with the right tools and techniques to be able to support each one. Yeah, I mean, from a fitness perspective, I think people often neglect it because it's, it's time-consuming in the traditional way of looking at it. Um, and not everyone is like potentially you and me and likes to run around in the mountains and, and call it fun. Because fitness can be hard. And for those weirdos amongst us, uh, present company included, I say weirdos in the nicest way. Like I like, to, I, I like to push myself. I like to feel that uncomfortable feeling. Not everybody does. I have recognized that over the years. <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's no free lunch is the way I put it. So it, it's always a bit hard when you're doing it, but it doesn't yeah. have to last forever. So our, our fitness elements that we brought in were focused on the most intense um, 
highest value, I guess, workouts so in a minimum effective dose. So what's the minimum that it takes to achieve really good health outcomes? And to do that, you, you, you do need things like artificial intelligence. You need machine-based um, strength training technologies. And so those are, th- there's two key things that we brought in to support that. Um, to put it in context, if I was going to do my fit, my my resistance training and my and my cardiovascular training at your at your establishment in one workout, how long would that take? That would take you under half an hour. So that's very appealing. We'll start, but it, it's going to be. It's, I love you. Said there's no free lunch. I think we don't have to say anything more. You're going to put in some work, but I love it. It's like that 30 minute in and out and getting maximum results with minimal input. That's really just about ROI, right? If I can spend a dollar and get ten, I'm interested in that. <laughs> Absolutely. And it pairs really well with everything else that people do because these are workouts that you can't achieve on your own um, and that are really kind of pushing the body, pushing the cells. It still lets you, if you love badminton, go play badminton after. If you like to ski, go, play, go ski. But, but at least from you know, putting pressure on yourself, you've got the core elements of fitness out of the way for the week. And I think it's so simple. To, it's fitness sometimes gets, it, it, when you boil it right down, you're providing your, your body something that is a challenge to it and it has to adapt. And I always used to joke when I worked in the fitness industry, so this is close to my heart, your body will adapt to the couch or the treadmill. It's just what stimulus you, you provide with it. So being at your clinic and seeing that you provide this like very scientifically and very measured delivered stimulus that's very intense, but it maximizes your body's ability or need to go, oh, I need to adapt and get better, which is exactly what you're after. Like it's, that's kind of as simple as it is. I know there's so much more nuance, but you're providing that stimulus. And because you're using technology, it allows, it adapts to you every time. So like no workout is ever like not at hundred percent. Is that a safe way to say it? Like you're getting the most you could get every time and every time it's going to change. That's right. Yeah. So we're after that hundred percent effort that you can't achieve on your own. You can't achieve at the gym because you know, you can't pick up a hundred percent or a weight, a, a, a dumbbell, uh, that's going to max out your muscles or you're going to drop it on your foot and get really hurt, right? Yes, or risk a shoulder injury or, you know, as anyone, as any of us who spend a lot of time in the gym who've lifted heavy, the chance, it, and as we all get older, sometimes you're like, is this worth it? Like, is the chance of injury here worth trying to get myself to that maximal effort in the shortest period of time? It tends to not when you, as, and I'm speaking for myself, as I get older, I'm like, oh, I don't really want my shoulder to blow up. It's not something I'm into right now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, injuries are, are like sudden death when you're older because they take way longer to recover from. Yeah. Uh, don't, yeah, don't, 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 don't remind me. Yes, I, I make different choices now as I, at my ripe old age of 47. I'm like, hmm, is that, really, is that really worth it? You know, sure, I could stand on an exercise ball, but if something went wrong, is it, was, it, was it worth the benefits? <laughs> yeah, exactly, which actually takes us into uh, the next phase, which is recovery. Highly underestimated tool by almost everybody out there is how much time you have to to work on recovery, uh, and that's not just athletes. Like re- recovery to me also means reducing stress levels. So, if you imagine, you said it. You said it earlier. Like that constant state of inflammation that we get in our bodies is so dangerous. Is and you, and you don't even realize it. And it, it you know your body dries out. It gets inflamed. You get shortness. Like everything tightens up. Like that's the opposite of the fountain of youth, in my opinion. <laughs> Exactly. And I mean, inflammation is one of those big markers for aging. So let alone injury and health issues. So what types of technologies did you bring in specifically around the, re- the recovery and kind of more the optimization longevity piece? Mm. Yeah, so almost everything aside from, well, I mean, I guess it's all tied to longevity. Um, right. But the recovery focuses on um, a few key things that we like to to neglect or can't get to on our own. So I would start with, let's, let's start with stress because we, we live really stressful lives now. Uh, we like to impose a lot onto ourselves and, and then we throw activity on top of it. So if you've had a stressful week, you've got a lot of responsibilities at home and then you, you feel obligation to go get your exercise done. Your body doesn't know, oh, you're doing your exercise you know, to, to reduce stress and make you feel better. It's just all physical stress on the body. So how do we get out of that fight or flight mode, which is called a sympathetic state, and into a parasympathetic state, which is where we rest and digest and produce all the right chemicals for good recovery in our body. And so the, one of the key tools that we looked at first was uh, what's called NUCOM, 
And it's a technology that actually puts the body into that parasympathetic state, lets you, uh, um, I guess, achieve a state of, of med meditation, uh, literally puts your brain waves into theta, which is where you are when you're when you're sleeping in REM sleep, um, so getting some really good health benefits um, around cognition. And a lot of times when you're stressed out and people go tell you, hey, take a moment and go meditate, it's not the right time to start that practice, or you feel like it's not. It, it, it's 100% the right time, but it's a hard practice to start when you're, you're already feeling the effects of so, so essentially, to summarize, we're using science to allow us to get into a meditative, like for someone who's active and has kind of conquered that, that, that or got that habit in their life of meditating, this is using a scientific approach to basically just like guarantee that you get there effectively faster. Exactly. Yeah. And then it becomes so, all about I know so many people that feel like they failed because they couldn't meditate. <laughs> all of us have been there, right? <laughs> yes, we <laughs> I have. I think everyone has. I just want to be good at this. <laughs> I just want to turn my mind off. How does that happen? Yes. We, we, ha we have a tool. Okay, so that's, that's the new comm. So that's part of like getting the brain, allowing the body to kind of get out of those high RPMs, like stop spinning, like stop sitting in your car and holding the foot to the floor on the gas pedal and wondering why the poor engine is about to blow up. So it slows that down. So that's, so that's one part of it. I haven't tried that yet. It's on my list of things to try because I think it sounds very, very, very cool. <laughs> yeah, it's worth trying and because everything else that you do when, you're, when you've actually taken yourself out of flight or flight mode is going to have a better um, impact. Right? Kind of set, sets you sets you up for more success in the other areas. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like what you said about having a stressful week and then going. I'm gonna I'm gonna fix my stressful week by sprinting on the treadmill for 30 minutes. All the body sees that as just another attack. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that and then we wonder why we're we're so run down and why there's this thing called burnout. You're, you literally just sat in the driveway and held your foot to the floor of your car and wondered why your poor engine is worn out. But yet you've given, you've gone nowhere. I don't understand. I have no kilometers, but the car's finished. Yeah. We do that all the time. You're right. And our world kind of almost sets it up that if you're not doing that, you're somehow not participating. But anyway, that, again, that's another, that's another conversation. The expect, so I saw a quote the other day, stop the glamorization of busy. I thought it, I thought it said a lot with very few words. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. It's so true. And we guilt ourselves when we're not busy. So there's things... I know. we do. Yes, we do. It just adds more stress and more cortisol in our bodies. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, I mean, but there are there's things that we can't add or we can't do for, for ourselves in terms of, you know, exercise you can do um, on your own, slowing down, meditating you can do on your own. Um, having some tools like a new calm is great, but uh, I, I also wanted to bring in additive components. So... Okay. So if we take an example of something like red light therapy, mm -hmm. red light therapy works on the mitochondria in the cell. So if we remember biology class. Grade nine biology, the powerhouse of the cell. Powerhouse of the cell, right? Which, and, and from an athletic perspective, producing more ATP, which is the energy currency of the body and comes from the mitochondria, is the holy grail. Everyone's after more energy. Um, but mitochondria also supports other cell signaling molecules and, you know, having your cells work efficiently and effectively uh, is a huge part of staying young and healthy. So a red light therapy will provide that additive effect. Um, okay. And it's, like, it's a passive thing you can do. You get to lay down, relax on, on a red light bed while you're achieving the cellular improvement. And so, and, L and is it, it's it's LED it's LED lights, correct? It's LED lights. Yeah, ours ours has three different red wavelengths. Um, okay. And an infrared, so it's pretty it's quite unique. It's actually FDA cleared for for pain uh, aches and pains. And red light works phenomenally for a lot of different health conditions because it's working at the cellular level. Interesting. And also, there is a cosmetic benefit in terms of tightening of the skin and like so let's, let's you know we don't want to leave that out completely there is there are some other there's multiple layers of benefits oh no I, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up Tyler <laughs> let's not we can't we can't overlook that side of it I joke we're all cosmetic athletes on the sport of looking good I'm, I'm okay with that I have I'm, I'm okay saying that out loud <laughs> exactly well and there's there's very few things you can do that are going to help produce collagen and elastin across your entire body so we focus a lot on our faces but you know, I don't. <laughs> we have other body parts that matter. No, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
we'll let, we'll let you fill in your own blanks on that one. We're going to let the audience take themselves on this journey. So, so you've got red light, you've got the new comp. The other one that I'm really interested in, I haven't tried it yet, but I was doing some reading about it even just this morning, is the Balancer Pro. So I, maybe, sorry, I'm being prescriptive now because like, I'm like, I'm really personally curious about that. The more I read and the value of that, it sounds just exponential. It's pretty phenomenal. And we actually do a, a full body scan for a lot of the, the folks that come see us, which is really just looking at body composition, okay. so muscle, fat, uh, how it's distributed. But we also look at hydration and, and water in the body. That's the other key component um, of a human. And so it's really interesting to see people who are retaining a ton of water. It shows up in, a lot of times in this scan. So they've got a lot of what's called extracellular water. That's the water that sits outside your cells. Um, and you need a certain amount, but you don't need too much. So if anyone... Right. And more importantly, it needs to be moving around and circulating and not being stagnant in the body, correct? Exactly. Otherwise, you're getting like, you see sock lines, right? When you take your socks off or... Nobody likes puffy ankles. Nobody puffy likes... Puffy ankles. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and that having that extra, you know, it's all kind of a form of inflammation sitting in your body is not supporting healthy immune function um, and other, even weight loss goals can be challenged by having that all that extra water. So the Balancer Pro uh, allows a, a lymphatic drainage to occur. And the, the, that lymph system, and you alluded to this, you have to move around. The lymph system, it's, well, it's like your circulatory system. It doesn't have a heart to pump things I was reading that this morning. Like it is kind of passive in that way, where your heart is always pumping and contracting and pulling things through. Where the lymphatic system relies so much on contraction and natural movement, it does it doesn't have a pump. <laughs> it doesn't, you know. And it's part of the reason you look at you talked about Europe earlier on. You look at a place like Germany when when you use twenty four uh, Balancer Pro uh, lymphatic drainage sessions a year. When you do twenty four of them, which is pretty much two a month. Uh, mm -hmm. They reimburse it because they go, this is such a key function of preventative health. It's worth oh, I, I love somebody contribute, somebody willing to, to compensate or to, to incentivize prevention. That is such a, I feel a bit foreign concept in North America myself. Anyways, it's that's a little boring. bit of a, I could rally against that. I get kind of frustrated. Like we spend all this money on triage, but very little on prevention. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so the great thing with the balancer is it's, it's good for your health. You can do it um, on a, you know, twice a month basis, or you can do it more frequently if you're an athlete and you need to flush your legs out, get rid of that lactic acid, um, or if you are someone who retains fluids and and need that, um, you know, external flush. It's it's huge, and it's it's very comfortable. It's like getting a hug and a massage at the same time. So most people <laughs> who does not love those two things. Yeah. <laughs> And yet for, again, this is obviously an audio show. It's not visual, but it's like, it's a suit that you put on and like, almost it's like you're in this, like, it looks like a, a very form fitted sleeping bag. Is that a, like that goes, it goes up to your chest. Am I with that? Is that a, is that okay to describe it that way? Yeah. I haven't heard that one before, but it really is. You get zipped in. You look like the Michelin man a little bit because it yep. blows up with air and it's, it's squeezing the fluid up your body towards your organs so it can be excreted. And is it, am I right that I read it uses sensors to actually understand where the body's moving and it, it, it kind of works its way through a cycle that stimulates this kind of, it, it basically becomes the pump for your lymphatic system, like from, from an external perspective. Yeah, it's the external pump. That's a great way to... And very, it must be relaxing. Do you just, people just pass out and fall asleep and like, can you do Nucom and that at the same time or is that just too much relaxation? <laughs> it, it doesn't work so well because of the squeezing. Okay. So, you, yeah. You're not letting down your, okay. Got it. Cause there's this stimulus on your body, especially probably the first few times when you're like, what is going on here? Yeah, we do. And you can, you can also get lymphatic drainage through, uh, is that, is cranial sacral massage? Does that kind of operate on a very similar, uh, I've had cranial sacral years ago and it was like almost my body would jump and like as, as the, as the massage kind of moved through and kind of the way they explained it was kind of flushing and moving fluid through your body. And I'm just analogizing it to the same, but maybe I'm on, I'm on a different rabbit hole here. Yeah, I'm not as familiar with cranial sacral. I mean, it's very much like it would replace uh, manual lymphatic drainage. Okay. Which, maybe, yeah, maybe they're different. Sorry, I just yeah. was like, oh, wait, wait a second. I've something way back in my memory banks of something I've tried over the years. But okay, very cool. And so from uh, ages, I'm an athlete, I'm older, I'm sedentary, I have challenges, I have circulatory issues. Like it sounds like it can benefit like a very wide cross section of, of but basically all of us is what I'm hearing. Absolutely. 
And if you'd like to hear the the cosmetic effect on that one, well, please, Lisa, let's not let's not overlook that part. <laughs> uh, I mean, lymph sits just directly under the skin, so it actually has a pretty big effect on our skin tone and uh, some of the cellulite that we start to see develop. So we've actually, you know, I certainly do not market. I think there's there's probably better things. I, I'm not familiar with the cosmetic world as. In depth, I'm sure. I, I appreciate that you're you kind of picked you've kind of picked a, a lane around longevity, and but let's not overlook that there no. are there are benefits. I'm not looking to drop a dress size, but if I was, there could be some benefits. I hear you. I hear you loud and clear. Yeah, and please post it on Instagram. But um, yeah, <laughs> please tag me on Instagram just if you feel like it. <laughs> yeah, we we definitely have people that are doing um, balancer for for very specific health reasons, and all of okay. a sudden are showing us pictures of less cellulite or things like that. So that's awesome. It's pretty fun. Well, that's like, I think what you said earlier, the funny thing about investing in your health, like the byproduct is longevity. The byproduct is you feel better. The byproduct is like cosmetically, you look and feel better about how you look and they all are joined. That's the beauty. That's the beauty thing about it. It's hard not to do one thing without getting a secondary or a tertiary benefit down the road, down the, down the road. And that's where if somebody can stick with something long enough to start to see that, it starts to become a little bit addicting. And I say that in a very positive way. And like those first beginnings of down the fitness path can be challenging because you don't see results right away. But man, you don't have to stick with it for long and the body starts to give you those rewards. It's so true. And it is kind of why we push, you know, a, a three-month commitment because it's t- probably mm. taken you five years or more to get to where you're at right now. And so, you know, even allowing yourself three months just to, to start to see and make those changes it, it doesn't sound like a lot in the context of how long it took you to get there, um, but you know pe- people don't let, people struggle to commit at all. So a nice small chunk, like three months, that's one quarter. Uh, yep. I, I've almost everybody sees results in that time. That's that's awesome. No, I've as I used to work in the fitness industry and do a lot in weight loss and nutrition coaching, and people would be like, "I want to weigh X." I'm like, "When's the last time you weighed that?" And they're like, "When I was 17." I'm like, "You're 45." And I'm like, "Let's maybe like also let's be realistic. Let's be kind to ourselves. Let's just try to get to a certain place in a certain period of time." But you know, I think we're so we're so constantly inundated with like that everything can be a quick fix, even though I think we know deep down it's not. <laughs> but every but you know, again, I'm also now I work in marketing, so I do I, I will take some blame. Like there's a, there's a lot lot of kind of implied false profits out there in terms of like, oh, get results and lose this many pounds in this days. And is it healthy? Is it sustainable? Is it realistic? Does it work for your body? Does it work for you? <laughs> it's so true. And you're not physiologically the same person that you were at 17. So I'm going to jump around for one sec, Tyler, but sure. um, outside of, because we have some other technologies we've brought in, but it's also why I talk about measurable because we have a, a big component of what we do around, uh, health assessment, um, getting some good data about what your body's doing. So that would be blood work. That might be EEG, you know, brain, brain scan to look at cognitive health. Um, and that's going to really give you some insight into what could be holding you back. And so you talk about fitness. A lot of people want to get fit. They want to look 17 again. But, you know, if your hormones aren't balanced, if your blood chemistry is off, those things are going to work against you and you need to know about them now so that you can start taking the right nutrients or tweaking your, your medication routine or adding hormones as needed, you know, to, to really get you there. And so, so we have a pretty big focus on our health optimization program, which provides that measurement for people and then a treatment plan that is very holistic. Yes, it includes our technologies, but it also includes the, the lifestyle components that you should be doing at home. Um, some of the key supplements that you need. And, um, and I was a big believer that if it was just diet and exercise, we'd all be living 150. So clearly we have to add um, molecules and other things. And so we, we run an IV suite as well that specializes in some of those longevity molecules and health optimization um, nutrients. What I love and what I'm hearing is it's not even blanket stuff like, oh, everyone should take X. It's, it's, it's personalized and it's like, what is your body? What is your body chemistry? And I know meeting with one of your, your meeting with your naturopath, I had the experience and he was like, he's like, Tyler, I work on measurables. I'm not going to just look at your eyes and look at your skin and then listen to your lifestyle and tell you, we're going to do a full blood panel. We're going to, it was, it was refreshing for me as someone who's been down the road many times and it's part of my life. So I'm always looking for learning more, 
But I had a different experience in your clinic where it was like, well, no, we're going to do this blood panel. And I've often been jealous of my friends down in the US where they could go and get a much more deeper dive on what was actually going on with their health. Asking your doctor here and wanting to get your results for all these different you know, markers, they kind of look at you funny. And I, don't, I felt empowered of all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wow, I'm actually going to get some data now and some, and some information that I've never had before about what I should or shouldn't be doing or consuming. And I, yeah, I'm pretty excited about, I can't wait for my next appointment to be honest, to be blatant uh, uh, by the time this airs, I will, will have had it. And it, I feel like I'm getting a layer of depth of understanding of my own physiology that I just haven't had after all these years of, of certainly looking for it. It's not like I just started looking. <laughs> That's exactly what we're after. So I'm really happy to hear you saying that. Because I did the same. I can't wait. I feel like I'm going like, to learn some secret information that's been holding me back. And as again, I'm very transparent. I have autoimmune disorders. And it's been very frustrating because someone who like, always feels like, well, I can take control. I'll just eat better. I'll sleep more. I'll drink more water. But yet the autoimmune, I'm like, something's still not right. And trying to find that path. And anyone who has suffers from autoimmune, man, it is a frustrating path to be on. And I think, and I think a lot of people do. I think it's way more prevalent than it's called certain things. But fundamentally, it comes back to it's an autoimmune disorder. And I, man, I believe we're contributing to our own autoimmune disorders. We just don't know how or, or how not to, how to stop doing what's not working for us. I agree with you. Absolutely. Sorry, I was a little bit of a rant, but I, I'm, I'm quite excited. <laughs> Good. And you should be, right? Because it, it really is about feeling more empowered about, about your health and knowing that there's things that you can do about it. So, yeah. I mean, and do you are you are you seeing that trend also? Obviously, you went all in on it. You opened a business that believes in it. And is is is. Is there a shift in our population where people are taking matters into their own hands a little bit more and not accepting like, oh, I guess just, you know, I'm, this is the way I am, or I've got a slow metabolism, or all these stories sometimes we tell ourselves. And are you seeing more and more people, like, obviously, is there a shift in our culture that people are being more proactive and taking ownership over their own health versus just kind of being along for the ride? I think it's starting. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's early days too. Yeah. I, yeah I agree with you. Yeah. And when you hang out with people that do it, you think everyone does it, but that's, that's actually not how it is. <laughs> that's why I said what I did. Because, I mean, my <laughs> response was, absolutely, everything's changing. But when you look at the data, it's not, but it is starting. And it's also why things need to be data-driven and measurable, because there's so much, we talked about this earlier, information you can just grab off Twitter or off Instagram that could be good or, or might not be, might work for you, might not. And so really getting some data to see what's happening, what's working, is this the right thing for you, I think is huge. No, it's, uh, yeah, I, I love the data-driven approach and it's so easy to slip away from that. And a, a well-written theory on the internet doesn't mean it's true <laughs> or well-written hypothesis. Exactly. Who's the, who's your target? Or maybe not even who's your target. Who are you seeing coming in? Like who's, you know, especially through this pandemic, I'm interested if people are listening, probably looking at health completely differently even through this. Who's uh, like, you know, if I was going to walk through the clinic today, who, who would I see there? So I thought we were going to be really appealing to the baby boomers, right? Okay, yeah, you're answering my questions without me asking it, yeah. (laughs) That was my hypothesis. These are the people that want to be playing with their grandkids and they're fully retired, they want to be enjoying life. They have the time, they have have the the means, and they have health that maybe isn't where they want it to be. So yeah, you'd think that would be the perfect profile. Yeah, but it hasn't been yet. Hmm. Uh, And I think a lot of that's because, so the, the age group that we really see is, you know, anywhere from, on average, 35 to 55. Okay. And then some of the, those edges fill out a bit, which, which has surprised me with younger people um, who, are, who are listening to lots of the different, like the Dave Asprey's and the you know, Bulletproof Radio. And If you talk about, you know, the, the age group that maybe, you know, quote unquote, would need it the most, maybe don't have the beliefs or understand it, where you've got someone who's 25 or 30, who's diving down and looking for all kinds of, they're, they're receiving their information from different unconventional ways. That's right. I think that's exactly what it's been. So, I mean, what I'm expecting is as, as we, I'll say like that 35 to 55. The, the, ro- the, ro- the royal we, yes, I'll throw myself in there. Gets comfortable with this and is seeing great results, then maybe you bring your mom or your dad. I was going to say there's influencers. There's always an influencer and a decision maker, right? In the dynamic, especially you think the B2B, how many people sit around to make a decision. And when you think about, you know, aging parents, oftentimes you're introducing new ideas to them that just aren't on their radar based on the world they grew up in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hmm. like a great example is my, my partner, Craig brings his, through COVID, he'd come in on the weekends with his 80 year old mom 
and work out on our, our ARX machine, which is that big strength training machine that we were talking uh-huh. about. That uses uses technology to give you the maximum. Trust me, I've done a, I've done a workout on that. Eight reps is per body part is all you need, and you don't want any more after three eight reps. No, but here's here's an eighty year old who's never worked out That's awesome. that he got on there, and I mean her strength has gone up sixty percent since she started. And at 80, that's phenomenal because there's been research where like the older you get, the harder, like you can always get a response but there's a place where it's kind of almost the body stops adapting. So that's amazing. That basically says that none of us have a reason not to participate. Exactly. Yeah. That said, I mean, a lot of the research now, especially on drugs and molecules that they're developing for um, longevity, as they are doing a lot of studies now specifically looking at aging as a disease and how do we prevent aging. They are showing that the sooner you start, at least for sure in mice models, is the quicker you get a mouse on these new um, treatments, the better your result. And in fact, some of them don't work at all once a mouse is middle-aged. So I always... Mm, interesting. You know, I, have, I have that in the back of my mind going, oh my gosh, we need to get as many um, younger folk as possible doing stuff now because they're the ones that are going to probably reap the greatest benefit from some of these anti aging and longevity techniques. Hmm. Well, what's the joke? That what's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? But if you didn't do that, how about today? <laughs> so this, it's, it's never too late and kind of get, get on it. The body's ability to adapt, is, it's, it's amazing. Like it's a stunningly, uh, incredibly adaptable machine. You just have to provide the right stimulus to that adaptation. That's right. Yeah. So uh, interesting to hear, and a bit not surprising, you know, working in the fitness industry, the people that sometimes need it the most are the last ones to come through your doors, or, you know, in my mind, my version of who would like, oh, you're going to get it. But beliefs and, you know, having that understanding that you are in control of your own health, it isn't just some genetic set of cards that you were dealt, that you can influence the game, it's not rigged, you know, for or against you. So seeing younger people come in, that's, that's interesting. What part of the city, you guys are located, you're down in, uh, you're in Mission, right? Yes. That's right. So good central location, um, just outside of the downtown core. And um, people are pretty familiar kind of with like the Earlston Palace out there. And Yeah, you guys are at Kitty Corner from there. Yeah, so super, super, super. And how long have you, have you like you said, 2019, uh, when did you open in relation to COVID? Just to, we, we can't have a conversation these days without talking about COVID somehow. No, and we, I feel like we opened in the middle. I thought it was the middle at the time. It's gone a little bit longer, but... Uh, it was the, the the end is unfortunately up for debate <laughs> exactly so September of last year was when we opened so from an That's amazing. Uh, yeah. perspective it was uh, pretty scary and, no kidding uh, you know I have a lot of business owners that come to Eon and uh, we, we're all pretty stressed out so we use a lot of Newcom <laughs> <laughs> It's, I feel like you. It, I feel like it gives you kind of a secret weapon as as an entrepreneur, you know. And I, I get it. We, you know, we, we all try to pack more things into our days and do more. It's you know, what can you do to to kind of hack? And I love you use that term and like you know, biohacking and it's such a trendy thing right now. And out of the Silicon Valley and whether it's whether it's microdosing or whether it's red light therapy, there's so many rabbit holes you can go down. And I love that you guys have brought this to Calgary and where you know bring something that wasn't available. And how are you getting the word out? Like, is it has it been a little bit slow? Like to be honest in that in that area because you guys are it's kind of a niche but it shouldn't be if that makes sense <laughs> it's been the hardest thing especially with covid so some of those yeah. traditional methods of, hey, let's do a grand opening and let's get a bunch of people through just not happening so i mean we're probably well you're keenly aware of this we're, we, we use digital so we've done yeah. a lot of digital advertising we're pretty active on our instagram and facebook accounts uh, and we love talking to people so you know it's that referral based business that um, does really well in Calgary because Calgary... Yeah, like-minded people know like-minded people, right? That's how it works. We all, we all have our circles of influence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, powerful. Um, and is there, a, is there an introductory, like just sort of getting into the nuts and bolts of it? If someone was like, hey, I want to come check it out, is it, do you really just encourage them to give the call and then come in? And like, I would definitely encourage people to go check it out. It's a beautiful facility. And once you're there, you go, oh, okay, I kind of, maybe it sounds a bit abstract as we're talking on the show. But go, again, your website, uh, uh, Eon Future Health, A-E-O-N, futurehealth.com. Go check it out. You've got some great images on there. But is there a way for people to kind of dip their toe in the water? Mm-hmm. I'm a really big fan of people coming in for a free consult um, because of how personalized this is. So that really gives you, you know, a quick look into your body comps with a, with a body scan and then a discussion with 
one of our, our Eon coaches about what could work well for you based on what you're after. And people come in with a really wide variety of goals and we, and we give them that option. There's, there's the folks that are, you know, athletic and we just want an edge right down to, hey, I've got some chronic pain and that I just need help managing. So mm-hmm. depending on what, what you come in with, we can really tailor an experience and a protocol that way. So I think that's a great start. And then there's, of course, all the pro- like promotional ways just to access for your first visits, whether it's a sampler pack or, um, awesome. you know, well, you, you guys may, you make it easy to, to induce trial and because it is so unique and even like for those of us or me who've worked out forever, even like working out on the equipment there was very different. Like it is something that needs to be experienced. It is a very physical and very experiential environment. So I would highly recommend anyone to come down and, you know, don't, don't, don't talk yourself out of it because you think you're not ready. Oh, I need to get in shape before I join the gym or I need to maybe lose 10 pounds before I go. Like I always tell people, no, the best way to have that happen is just get involved. And, you know, I love, I feel your facility felt very inclusive. You guys were great. Like it, it was a very positive experience and I encourage people to, to check it out. Don't, don't be, don't be, don't be scared because it might, it might be different because it just might be better. <laughs> maybe oh, blunt. Thank you saying that, Tyler. I really appreciate it. That's what we're after. So, Absolutely. Well, I think you guys are nailing it. Kudos to you. I love the journey and hearing your story and hearing the pivot and the motivation and, you know, the classic entrepreneur slash hero's journey. Like you overcame the demon, which was your own health concerns. And then you wanted to bring it back and share it with people. Like there's nothing more inspiring than that entrepreneur who's like, you know, people like, oh, you don't get it. You're like, oh no, I get it. I like, oh, you don't understand. You're healthy. You're vibrant. You're active. Like, oh no, I went through that. And I think there's just so much that allows people to relate and understand and really your passion comes through loud and clear. So thanks for sharing it today. I really enjoyed the chat. That was awesome. Oh, you're very welcome, Tyler. It was great. What's the best way for people? I, I did the website, but it's, if anyone wants to reach out to you directly, is that email, website, LinkedIn? What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, we're very accessible. Um, certainly, like, we're really active, like I said, on... Um, Instagram, so Eon Future Health on Instagram, Facebook. Yes, you can ping me on LinkedIn. Um, and oh my gosh, I don't remember our phone number offhand. No. Uh, 403 <laughs> I got your website up and it's inspiring me as, 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 I, as, I sit, as I sit here thinking about going and working out. Lisa, it was absolutely amazing chatting with you. Thanks for sharing your story and thank you for the amazing work you're doing and bringing this awesome service to our city. I appreciate that. Thanks so much, Tyler. Thank you.